Welcome to episode 278 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg. My guest this week, it's been too long. I'm so glad you're back. Guy Searle, how are you doing, Guy? Hey, thanks for having me on, Dave. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Missed you. I'm so glad you got to be back, oh. back on the show here. It's, uh, it's good to have my back scene and my yeah. front. Yeah, well, yeah. They're both sure. here. And uh, also here's Chuck Joyner. How are you doing, Chuck? I'm great, Dave. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm still contemplating guys front and back, and that's not a good <laughs> no. thing. That's, no. Yeah, it's it's not worthy of much thought. It's not a good thought. No, no uh, it's just really, I, I may not get much sleep tonight. And, uh, la- <laughs> well, it is last, close to Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just passed. And last but certainly not least, Ben Rathick, so glad you're here. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, except for that scene from uh, National Lampoon's Vacation that came into my mind from Guy's words. <laughs> yeah. It works yeah. a lot better with Beverly D'Angelo. It does. It does. It does. Especially then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's, let's go ahead and start a show here. Uh, we, saw, we got... We, we, we got some, already, Dave. Yeah, we are. Uh, we got some news this week. Actually, the Apple earnings report was just announced a couple hours ago as we record this. So let's talk about that. And there'll be fresh uh, fresh news here for most of the panel here. Uh, all kinds of other stuff to chat about, including um, I want to talk a little bit about um, uh, the uh, uh, how the Scary Fast event was was for the, the Macs. Uh, so well as uh, all kinds of other stuff here. So let's uh, just dive right into the news this week. And then, I, like I said, the first thing I wanted to hit was uh, Apple's earnings and financial results and charts. So uh, we got that link, as I always do, with six colors. Jason Snell, you, know, you do an amazing job uh, with this stuff, and it helps us report back on how Apple did this past fourth quarter, the fiscal fourth quarter. Well, they made some money. Uh, they're They're... They had $85.9 billion in revenue is down about 1%. So, so for the last quarter last year, uh, but profit was 23 billion and the Mac revenue was 7.6 billion down 34%. Oh my gosh. I know. And an iPad revenue was down about 10% at 6.4 billion. But as we always expect the iPhone revenue was at 43.8 billion. It was up 3%. Uh, right now we got... <coughs> The, the revenue by category, the iPhone is at 49% of, of all, all Apple products, but services just keeps cranking on here. And we're going to talk about uh, where that came from as well. Uh, and we also have um, Mac and iPad and wearables all uh, trailing <clears throat> behind there. Um, I think we obviously know with the Mac revenue, why that went down so so much. I mean, Apple really no, it had supply chain issues as well as um, it didn't have a real exciting uh, product product line that was uh, going the last couple months here so sales kind of dropped but with the, just an announcement just this past Monday as we record this uh, the m3 m3 um, pro and m3 uh, Mac, uh, max processor and some new macbook pros and new imac uh, i think we'll get some uh we'll get we'll generate some more uh revenue what, what, what do you think ben on that part um i, I th- i'm thinking that's probably on point uh honestly most people who were upgrading upgraded during the M1 series cycle. Right. And honestly, the machines were so amazingly good that nobody wanted to upgrade to an M2 series. Yeah. There was really well, no the point. M3, there might be just enough in some circles to upgrade. Yeah. But I don't know if this is going to be the kind of growth Apple is hoping for 
because those M1s are still really, really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They are. I'm, I'm, I'm sporting one. I know Chuck is and a number of us are, so it's fine. Uh, let me uh, get through some of these other items here. Um, the iPad revenue was, like, again, as I mentioned, they were down about 10%. I think we I think we obviously know why that is. They haven't announced any new iPads over, over the last year. I mean, so no excitement at all about the iPad with the products. Uh, I would venture to say they're probably going to be announcing some new ones in 2024. But it, uh, I think they're going to just look at the that that it's just kind of going to go kind of that low line there before they can uh, release some new iPads. Um, so then the iPhone revenue, as we said, it, it was up three percent. I think there's much else to say about that other than the iPhone 15, 15 Pro, 15 Pro Max uh, all came out. Every year they come up with their new models, and then you're going to see a bit of a spike in the revenues there. This one is interesting with the services. Um, services are at $22.3 billion in the fourth quarter. Uh, that's a 16% increase year over year. Um, so I and, and, and as we talk, as we reported uh Last week, uh, Apple's already raising prices on services, so they're going to have uh, the, the Apple One bundle as well as all the, some of the individual services. The prices are going up, so um, as well as iCloud, they added uh, more space uh, earlier this year, and uh, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I see you have a thought there, Ben. Yeah, um, you know, as, as product cycles elongate, Services are becoming more and more important to Apple's bottom yeah, it's, line. It's not even yeah. close. Yeah. You know, for, for profit, you're looking at the iPhone as being far and away the number one profit-making item right. for Apple. And then the services and then everything else. And services is at least, at the very least, two to three times profit-making as compared to wearables Mac and the iPad. I I have to admit, I was a little surprised at at how the Mac has kind of fallen as yeah, a that big too. Uh, revenue maker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 34%. That's quite a bit. And I mean, we'll see what happens with the M3. But I was kind of hoping for Mac minis and a Mac studio. And when that didn't happen, it was like, I I swear I had my, my checkbook was out. The pen was like burning a hole in my hand and it was like, I'm ready. Go ahead. Let's hear it. And they were like, MacBook pros, Mac 14 and 16 inch. They're so wonderful. We're going to spend about half of this half hour presentation on just talking about the M3 and how wonderful it is. It's like, Okay. All right. You know, you could have gotten through the whole M3 thing in about five minutes, but I guess <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it felt like it was padding. It really, really did. Like this, yeah. we, this event has to be at least a half hour and it just felt like padding it, after it a was. while. Your, what, what's your thoughts, Chuck? We got to get you in on this. Um, you know, I, some of these, the results were very interesting. I, you guys made some of the points that I would have already made. Um, there's one chart that Jason Snell put out on Mastodon that I didn't see in the link you put in, Dave. Oh, right, um, okay. and he, and he captioned, but, um, fiscal 23 for the Mac was not so great compared to 2021 and 2022, okay. but it's still the third best year ever. And yeah. so, you know, post pandemic, guy, like you said, supply chains were wonky, things were crazy, people, you know, were going back to work or working, establishing permanent work from home bases. You know, there were a lot of things that happened during those two years that made them weird years. 
Yeah. And app and happily, Apple was able to capitalize on them. Now it feels like you know we're all and the analysts may be trying to punish Apple a little bit, but at the end of the day, it, it's you know that that keeps them on an upward trajectory. If you take out those two years, which which in my mind can be explained away almost as aberrations. In the meantime, yeah. new processor. Yeah. In the meantime, last year we had the M. We, well. We had the M2s come out, but but the M2s never made it to the iMac. They did make it to the MacBooks uh, or MacBook Pros. They did make it well in the MacBooks too. Um, they did make it to the studios. Now we have the M3 back in that consumer machine oriented iMac, and I really think that that's going to make a huge difference. Yeah. One thing that I thought was really interesting that I heard, and I don't know, Dave, I hope I'm not jumping ahead here, but oh, please. The, the, one co- the one comment that Tim made was that their studies showed that uh, two-thirds of college students are selecting Macs as their computers. Yep. And that harkens back to the days when Apple was in the schools. And, you know, the theory was you, you grew up on an Apple, you were going to continue to use an Apple. I kind of think that may now be re- reimagining itself, if you will, in the the choices of college kids, because now they're going to go to the workforce in a few years. And I just can't believe that they're going to put up with the Windows gibberish, that they're going to, they're going to want and demand Macs uh, oh. of some flavor. Just like the well, enterprise. Remember, and remember as well that um, most business platforms are, are relatively uh, OS agnostic. So, you're using web browsers for a lot of the apps now. And, and frankly, a web browser doesn't care what operating system you're running it on. Uh, the big difference being uh, a significant part of the market also wants to play games. And that's where Apple is still sorely lacking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a, uh, but at least got one they, more uh, now understand that they're sorely lacking. Yep. Yeah. Great. All right, let's uh, let's let this go through quickly here, because um, we could spend a long time on this. Uh, the uh, the wearables was at uh, nine point three billion, and uh, and that was about a three percent decrease uh, over the year over year. And Apple still is making a profit twenty three point three twenty three billion dollars in profit. So, um, but you know the market's going to react tomorrow with some of these numbers, especially the Macs. But uh, who knows? You know, mm-hmm. some people might. Uh, might be excited about it, and some may not. I, I hold steady on my stock. I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, I'm always happy having Apple stock. So, any final thoughts on this, but, Dave? Yeah, just the fact that I thought it was really interesting that in, in anticipation of the earnings report, the stock jumped up. Right. Uh, what three points? I think so. A little over three points. Yeah, it's a which, think the one seventy to seven now went up about you know five dollars a share. Yeah, and so you know, given all the all the the prognostications that seem to be a little less than ideal. I was surprised to see that. Now, what will happen tomorrow? No, it's, yeah. it's anybody's guess. Anybody's guess. All right. Let's uh, go ahead and um, move on to the next uh, story here. And that is that um, Apple was uh, going to be set to announce. Uh, the, this came actually through the White House, believe it or not. Uh <clears throat> Apple set to announce next level right to repair support nationwide. And uh, this was in a switch up uh, from the previous positions of their opposition. Apple has supported the California's right to repair act back in August of uh, this year. 
Uh, now the White House has pre-announced that Apple is ready to unveil it's going to make make uh, parts, tools, and documentation available for both independent repair businesses and consumers nationwide. Um, and it looks like this is going to be something that's uh, going to continue on. Uh, I I know we've talked about this many times on the show here that uh, fixing your own Apple device for the most part I would not want to deal with. Uh, I mean, just go to a just go just go to a repair shop or authorize a repair shop that is and you, yes. know, you get some of these guys uh, or, or apple apple stores of course uh but i mean it's good to see that apple is is opening their books here with when it comes to documentation someone might be interested in looking at you know the way the way uh, to repair a particular item especially you know iphones especially if you want to do uh, if you brought a broken screen or but still i i think it's something that i i don't think i'd, I'd dabble in anymore what do you think chuck I, you know, we've, we've talked about this so much, and a lot of this is just to, to pacify the right to repair people, because, right. yes, there are going to be those those geeks out there who want to play with this. And, you know, and then, in my humble opinion, they're going to be calling Apple to say, hey, I, I couldn't get it done, or maybe I made the problem worse. And so, you know, that, that's going to cost them more money. And, you know, I've, I've opened iMacs when they were dead. And... You know, I never wanted to, I mean, I never aspired to put one back together because it was, you know, it, it unless you're really experienced and have had a lot of practice, it's not a fun thing. So, yeah. you know, I just feel like so much of this right to repair stuff is, is a bit of theater. Now, I'm quick to say that things like the John Deere issues and all that the farmers right. were complaining about, that's a whole different animal. But when it comes to some of these kind of electronics uh, and especially all the security issues and all the subtle features that are built into the hardware in so many ways, I'm going to be taking mine to the Apple store or shipping it off to be repaired by someone who knows what they're doing. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Uh, wh- uh, what do you think, Ben? Look, I'm a certified repair technician. Well, that's right. I, f- I, I don't want to that. deal with, I, I don't want to have to deal with these <laughs> modern Macs. Yeah. Uh, honestly, this is uh, this is Apple seeing which way the wind was blowing, and not wanting to fight against the current. It's right to repair was going to happen whether Apple wanted to or not, and it was in their best interest to just let it happen rather than try to fight it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Guy, any thoughts on this? Yeah. There, there was no way that they were going to be able to fight back against this for, for too much longer. And quite frankly, they make money on both ends of it anyway. So I'm not even really sure why they fought it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's uh, go on to the next story here. Um. And then uh, just, just, just interesting. A, a quick review on this. Uh, many of the uh, uh, streaming services, such as WebEx and to zoom and teams is all supporting uh, apple apple tv uh, so webex is actually going to expand on the apple tv with 4k and apple watch support um, after it's, it's it brought all its stuff to app, uh, the ipad and carplay cisco's now announcing that the web webex meetings are now going to be uh, uh on the apple tv um is this something you would do uh, chuck as, as far as if you would use this on apple tv for any meetings on webex uh, you know, WebEx is not my favorite platform by by a long shot. Um, that said, you know, maybe in a pinch, 
I mean, I've, I think they're, they're easier to use platforms out there and there's some better platforms out there. Um, but you know, Hey, it's one more capability that they're giving you. So, you know, why, why not play with it? Because to be fair about it, I haven't done WebEx on an Apple TV. So yeah, I, I've done WebEx on my on my Mac, on my laptops, and sure. it's a less than less than optimal experience compared to right. the state of a video conferencing. Right. But I'm willing to give it a shot on on an Apple TV. Maybe they've maybe they improve have improved it. Well, let's hope. I would think. What do you think, Ben? I think this is going to be a great thing for small businesses. Having seen the state-of-the-art co- video conferencing equipment that is in some buildings, uh, an Apple TV and an iPhone that someone should already have is going to be a lot cheaper uh, than one of those custom-made video boards. Right. Oh, you guys, what do you think? I think most people already have their setups at their computers or laptops or something along those lines. Um, whether companies will buy into buying Apple TVs and a webcam to set up video conferencing is really going to depend on who's making the purchasing decisions. So most companies, of course, for one reason or another, are mostly window focused. So the fact that that Apple is saying, look, you don't have to spend as much money. You can just spend this little bit amount of money and you don't have to worry about, you know, configuration. You don't have to worry about maintaining the hardware and all the rest. That scares the crap out of them because sure. that takes away the stuff that they get to do every single day where they can kind of lord over the, you know, the, the, the non-technical peons that are underneath them and say, you know, look upon my Vista and tremble in fear because I'm the one that keeps all your stuff running. And right. in a lot of cases, those people are going to go like, no, we're just going to keep what we have because we understand it. And it makes us feel better to have stuff that other people don't know how to use. Right. Not well, all the time. I, I agree with you, Chuck. WebEx is just a horrible experience. I, I mean, and we won't, I won't use the T word, but that's right up there with it. But <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, well, well okay, so, so, so mark this down. The T word is, is better than WebEx. Okay. Yeah. I agree with that. I that's, you know, and, and that okay, everybody, it's team. we're talking about teams. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah it, that sets a pretty low bar, but you know, the fact is <laughs> that it's better. Yeah, I agree. All right. Let's go ahead and move on real quick on this one. Uh, I'm really starting to see impressive things happening with Apple uh, and, the, and the, the Shazam app, which has been around for absolutely forever. Uh, Apple did announce uh, that uh, the Shazam app is now going to have a concerts feature, which is designed to allow Shazam users to, to find concerts that are happening in their local area. The section can be under the, the My Music with recommendations based on each user's Shazam history. And Apple says that Shazam users can browse, search, and filter by artist, date, location and plus they can explore uh, trending mm-hmm. concerts events can be saved in the app and the options for set reminders for upcoming shows and tickets and all kinds of this fun stuff i mean is is, is shazam come becoming a, a place where you could really be a close to a, a great place to find music information ben you're you're a big music lover what what do you think of this i sure hope so 
I mean, you have things like bands in town, right? But honestly, Shazam is coming becoming a much more useful app under Apple really uh, than it ever was as an independent app. No. Yep, especially the more it links into uh, Apple Music and like the set list playlist. Uh, the big question with Shazam, as it always is with Apple products. Is this going to scale beyond cities that have NFL teams? <laughs> okay, I didn't even think of that. Very possible. What do you What do you think, Chuck? On this, is this something you would use to look for? You You, you like going to concerts? Yeah. Um, you know, when I saw this, I, I guess maybe I feel like I'm missing it a little bit because on my use of the Shazam app is I hear something, I like it, I want to know what it is or who it is. Right. And in fact, I just did that yesterday, you know, that it's, I can't say that I, I use it weekly, but, you know, depending on where you are and you hear something that catches, catches your ear. Um, I think it, it's, it's a nice little value add that if I, I hear something, it'll say, oh yeah, by the way, they're playing near you. That's great. But am I going to go to the Shazam app and look for concerts? I think they're going to have to train me to do it. Yeah, that, that, that seems about logical thing you'd have to do how about you guy any thoughts on this yeah you know shazam isn't something i really used that much before apple kind of took it over mm -hmm. and i find i use it more and more now but again like chuck it's mostly just to see oh i'm in a supermarket and it's like oh i remember that song from way back when what the hell is it and then you know go ahead and invoke shazam to find out what the song is and then of course as soon as i find this oh yeah that was them and then immediately forget who it was that I was trying to listen to in the first place. But uh, as far as, I mean, local concerts isn't something that I'm I'm typically doing right now. I think the last concert I went to was a Beatles tribute band called Rain. And then I also went to see um, Ringo Starr and his all-star band and two fantastic shows. But it's, it's not like I'm going to sit there and go, oh, I've got to go see My Chemical Romance or I've got to go right. see, you know, this band or that band. You know, at, at 63 years old, uh, most of my concert days are, are pretty much in the past now. Yeah. So so I just opened the Shazam app, and this was interesting. I had, and this, it had not done this, but apparently it will, it will sync my Shazams to a specific playlist in Apple Music. Oh, really? Ooh. It just offered to do that for me. So, you know. There you go. I, I mean, th that's it. I, I feel like I have I've been using it for the way the way I was using it before. I probably haven't explored it. And I wanted to I wanted to pop it open to see what what it was that I I just um, <clears throat> I just Shazam the other day, Kellington Pit. So I, I, I you know, and there's the, there's a new concerts tab right there. So yeah, I'm gonna have to play with this and see what. It knows where yeah, I am. I did not know that it did a lot of this stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, it, 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 it's good, 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 good uh, way to talk about this. It gets people more awareness and them uh, saying that they're doing some improvements on it. So, yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm, I, I'm gonna have to check this out because honestly, this is one of those stories I sort of passed over because I really wasn't. You know, I thought, okay, what could they do? But it looks like they're doing some interesting stuff here. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, the uh, next story I was going to talk about here is uh, 
Apple just did uh, release a uh, new firmware for the AirTags. As always, they don't tell you what they did. Um, and it'll be like rolled out on a staggered basis. I would probably venture to say that the firmware is going to update security and, 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 and bug fixes and make sure that uh, it's working fine. So not much else to say about that other than, uh, it, uh, just be aware that you're going to get uh, a firmware upgrade on that, uh, sooner than later and have absolutely no way to know when it's going to be done. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, somewhere between now and the next update. Yes. And, uh, the uh, USB-C Apple Pencil, which we talked about a number of weeks ago, is now uh, out for sale. And crazy me, I purchased it and want to try it. So, <laughs> uh, so we will have um, we'll have an unboxing and, and maybe even a bit of a review to see what what it does. But we know that the the pressure sensitivity, and we talked about all the comparisons to what uh, to what this version does over the other. But uh, yeah, worth worth checking it out and see to what. Uh, what it's all about and i like to i like to get just kind of a comparison of it so as we've talked about like jeff or we talked to jeff gamut about that with uh with the him being an artist and yeah he definitely depends on having the pressure sensitivity on the the, the second gen apple pencil uh that uh this is probably not going to be for him but there might be some other uses for it but i'm gonna see where it goes anyway any thoughts on yeah, that this is for me not jeff yeah as well as me really if you think about it but course i have the other pencil anyway <laughs> but I've, I've never owned a pencil i've never really felt the need to have one yeah yeah maybe this is a good entry level for you right you it's only cost? seven that's not even the price of a microphone <laughs> that's true <laughs> <laughs> that's true for you, but I, well guy it'd be like seven behringers mm, okay <laughs> <laughs> not really but okay any any thoughts, Chuck? <laughs> no, I mean I'm not a I'm not a pencil guy either. I think right. uh, I, I had one. I gave it to I gave my full fledged Donna Scott Apple pencil uh, too, and I gave it to someone who was definitely going to make more use of it. So I got myself uh, one of the one of the knockoffs that has is very limited, and it does for me what I wanted to do. But I don't know i think the last time i drew anything i actually tried to draw something was to test the pencil other than that i just don't draw things yeah all right i'm with you um apple's uh ridiculous uh lower priced uh, apple music's apple music plan uh which was uh a voice plan that was 4.99 a month well, they're finally discontinuing it um apple they had the lower cost apple music voice plan uh, it's going to be discontinued this month as we record this and all other countries where it's available. This is actually according to an Apple support document. Um, so beginning, uh, this month as we record, it'll be, it'll be gone. And, uh, you know, Apple's basically saying there's so many other places you can go to, and you just get the regular plan and no real need to have this. Um, cause you couldn't even really do anything with it. The only way you could play music is you have, you have to, you know, basically talk into S lady and say, Hey, I want to listen to this. And that was the only really way it would work. So I never understood why Apple had this, um, this plan. So I don't think it was Bring anybody's going to be door. crying about them getting rid of it. <laughs> don't you think Ben? Uh, I forgot this actually existed. I mean, too, I until I saw this. Too many people. Yeah. I can't believe too many people ever signed up for it. Yeah, I can't either. I feel like this may have been targeted at the at the younger iPhone only generation. Yeah, maybe. That, you know, maybe was comfortable with saying, 
um, hey, yes, lady, play me Taylor Swift, um, because that's what they wanted to listen to. Um, because the three of us, the four of us, excuse me, not going to leave anybody out here, I think are more into, yeah, I was thinking you, Ben. Um, you know, we're more into paying attention and curating our music, figuring out what we want to listen to, as opposed to just using it as, you know, wallpaper or being just overly obsessed with one or two bands. Right. So, I, I, it's, I mean, it's, it was one more option. And, you know, it, I mean, it was a test. And it didn't didn't perform as Apple wanted, so they decided right. let's pull it. So you're not a Swifty fan, then? I I respect Taylor's business acumen immensely. Yeah, um, too. But the the and and I, she must be a heck of a performer. I've not seen her perform. I don't plan I to see her movie. perform. <laughs> I don't plan to see the movie. I you know it's just if it if it's on somewhere, I'll look at it. But as I've far seen as her in like in now, owners boxes. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Not for long. That's another story. Now, the, she, is, you know, she's pretty amazing. I mean, just the the, the whole took control of her own life. Good for her. Yeah. 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 The, the whole the whole show was just just amazing and almost three hours long time. Um. So, but uh, yeah, let's uh go ahead and move on. To the next story. This was a uh, nine to five Mac via Mac Voices magazine. Uh, NASA launched a uh, new app to see the International Space Station. Uh, this week, uh, NASA launched a new app to make it easier for, to, than ever to spot the International Space Station right in the night sky. NASA has long operated the spot uh, the station website, but now it's a new app available both iPhone and Android. It's going to bring augmented reality features that are a handy interface to learn more about uh, the orbiting laboratory. Um, International Space Station is most visibly in the, visible in the early morning or evening at times when it's, the sun is not up, but light is still hitting the reflector, elect, reflecting off of the orbit station, orbiting station, and the app breaks down where the station is. This is kind of cool. I, I, I don't know uh, if any of you guys have tried this yet. I haven't downloaded it just yet, but, uh, but uh, Chuck, since you, you, you told everybody about this and I found out about it, what uh, what do you think? Did you, did you download this? I, I did not download it yet. I saw it and it's on my list um, yeah. as I was going through my daily curation because I thought this is really cool because I hear I, I hear a lot of the folks who are, seem to have a bit more time on their hands to go out and look for the space station and find it. Yeah. And I often every time I think about doing it, it's overcast here in my part of the country. Of course. So, you know, this feels like, OK, I'm going to be able to know when it be, would be within range. A, at a decent hour, and then B, without me going out and being disappointed, I can say, okay, it's going to be here. If the weather suits, great. I'll go and look for it. And if not, then I'll catch it the next time. But I, th I think this is brilliant of NASA to take advantage of this. And it, it really does promote what they do. It promotes space exploration. And, yeah, I mean, man, if, if you were a kid, you know, 8, 10, 12 years old, this would be wild to be able to go out and say, you know, let me fi help find the International Space Station. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, 8, 10, 12, 42. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, isn't Big Brother in space? You know, little cameras set up all over the space station with all the built-in drama of the astronauts all <laughs> fighting amongst each other. Floating some, as they oh, fight. that big brother, yes. the show. Yeah, with uh, with with some oh. random celebrity thrown in for a season, you know, just to <laughs> yeah. to build the drama. Right. You can probably use the Russians for that. Yeah. 
Guy, That's actually a good mind, idea. The way your mind works is disturbing. <laughs> it <laughs> is. It is. I'm not saying I'm proud of it, but it, it is how it works. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the topics this week. Uh, uh, first off, um, this story came out uh, uh, today as we record uh, that uh, Apple is preparing to release iOS 17.1.1 uh, for the for the iPhone, uh, um, uh, Apple appears to be internally testing this update for the iPhone based on the evidence of the software and the web, uh, websites analytics. It looks like it's definitely going to be working. So focused on bug fixes. It's unclear uh, what the issues or updates will fix. Could include the same fix for the Wi-Fi connectivity issues that Apple rolled out on the first uh, of iOS 17.2 beta, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, and, and also could resolve an issue where iPhones temporarily shut off overnight for users that are experiencing that. Um, they also promised to fix a BMW wireless without charging issue uh, that affects the iPhone 15. So I don't, I'm sure it's going to be out soon, maybe the next week or two. I, I haven't had any bugs that I notice uh, that, 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 that it deems is to be an urgent need here. Uh, but uh, in beta this week, uh, 17.2 uh, beta is still out. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and um, it, it it did bring some new, new features, including it is being affected by the slow Wi-Fi connectivity loss problems. And there, everybody seems to tend to be thinking that uh, 17.2 is going to, to fix that problem. Now, ben, you, of course, you're, you live on the edge with beta. Uh, what uh, Have you seen anything on the ordinary? Um, not really anything out of the ordinary. It's been stable. I uh, haven't really used the journaling app since it's not my thing. Okay. But I mean, yeah, other I than that, there's yet, not a I've, whole lot different. have to check that out. Yeah. The, I forgot the journaling app is coming because they, they announced that uh, when iOS 17 was first announced coming later in the fall. Um, so, um, with that, let's uh, go ahead and move on one, one, a uh, thing I just caught my eye today, I found this. Uh, o- our friends at OWC, and uh, I know Chuck, you're going to have a great interview with uh, Larry O'Connor next week. I can make sure everybody sees that. Um, that uh, OWC launched this new app called the Drive Speed. Te- it's a Drive Speed iOS app that will test external drives performance on the iPhone. Um, and basically, what it does is it's designed for iOS users who need to monitor and optimize video transfers between their iPhone and external drives. Obviously, this is being aimed more towards an iPhone 15 with the new USB port. Uh, so, regardless of what you are, your family video maker, or motion picture, any of that, got this stuff. I, this is really cool. It's a real time speed monitoring, multiple device support. You can find your settings and historical analysis and all that. <clears throat> And, and it really does a pretty impressive job. I just tried it a little while ago. It'll even scan your iPhone's uh, drive. And of course, that's going to come with 30, um, uh, 30, 30 uh, megabits a second uh, speed because that's the drives are pretty standard at that. But you're gonna, if you're going to hook up a high-speed drive, like uh, some of the, like the OWC enclosures I've got that do like 1,400 mm-hmm. megabit, megabits a second, uh, um, this, is, this is a good new tool. And I, I, I love that OWC went and... Uh, decided to do this to, to be able to have people test uh, what what the resolution will be good with this. What do you think on this, Chuck? Um, Larry swore me to secrecy to, the, uh, to this about this, but yeah, he he well, said it's in the public now. It's in their blog. Yeah, it's in the public now, so I'm I'm clear. Um, and he'll be talking about it on my show one day. Yeah. But yeah, it, you know, it's it's great because one of the one of the complaints that I've seen is that 
there was really no way to know if yeah. your drive was working, if it was, you know, had sufficient speed until after you shot something with it. And then if it didn't work, well, you've lost that opportunity. So, yeah, this, I think, is a really, really big deal. Yeah, it it's it, it's so OWC. You know, it just it, it solves a, a, a pretty technical problem in an easy fashion. So, you know, I, I think it's brilliant. But it's why OWC remains oh, yeah. the company that they are in this day and age when, you know, I mean, they started off selling RAM and hard drives and, you know, that market has kind of moved on. But each and every time that you think, well, you know, what's OWC going to do now? They come out with something new and they yeah. do it with god i sound like a freaking cheerleader at this point they, you know, they do <laughs> well, it with their with their award-winning customer service <laughs> and of course all of the uh environmental stuff that they they do with their facility there in woodstock illinois uh and anyone who goes to like MacStock, if you get the chance to go and check out owc's facility it is it is freaking amazing to see so I'm I'm a big fan of OWC and I use them and their services every chance I get. Really? Thank you. <laughs> you do yeah. too, Ben. Yeah, um I really this app is something that's been sorely needed on iOS and iPadOS for a while. Yeah. I've used the Black Magic app, mm. which does a very similar thing on the Mac for probably close to a decade now. So I know what my drives are going to be giving me. Uh, the other good thing about uh, o Larry and OWC, uh, they are extremely uh, approachable. You know, yeah. I flat out asked the CEO of the company uh, what OB OWC products uh, he would recommend, and he gave me uh, the recommend couple recommendations. Yeah, no, Larry's. I mean, they great. they know their products. They know the industry, and they know their market. Yeah, I mean, I, I got, I'm looking at docs and uh, hubs and everything I've bought over the years, and all of us have done it. So we we do we yeah. do support them uh, quite quite well. So, but, yeah, in fact, we might actually many be owned by OWC at this point. Yeah, they are. I mean, I feel obligated to say there there are plenty of there there are a number of really good companies out there. That you yeah. know, when you go to look for certain products, you're going to look at, at at a group of five to seven companies. But OWC, you're right, always rises to the top because um, because if if for no other reason than the support, because you can yeah. you can chat them or and you can or get on the phone with them, and they will get you an answer. It right. may not be the answer you like, but it'll give you an answer that will get you moving past whatever <clears throat> issue you have. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so check it out. I've got a link here in the show notes uh, that uh, you can download the app. I just downloaded it uh, a little while ago. I'm going to hook some drives up. I want to test them and see uh, what you get out of them, just uh, out of pure interest and see uh, what I can do when I'm taking pictures out of it. You can have a nice uh, drive connected to your iPhone while you're taking while you're doing video, So, uh, especially on your iPhone 15 Pro Max. <laughs> uh, next uh, topic I want to talk about real quick. Um, this caught my eye here. This is... Uh, some of the features that no one really talks about uh, in iOS 17, and we, and we may have reviewed this before, but there are a couple here that stand out I thought was kind of interesting uh, to see on this. Uh, and and as well as the live voicemail, some of the other features we talked about when it first came out, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, 
So first thing was, I, I found this very interesting, is that the fact that you can read laundry tag icons uh, in, the, in the Photos app. Um, and uh, what you basically can do is it's right built into the Photos app on the iPhone if you ever have ruined a piece of clothing or even worse, a significant other's uh, clothing because you used hot water and wash instead of cold. Or maybe you shrunk your favorite shirt because it's not supposed to go in a dryer. Well, I've done that plenty of times. Uh, 100% have done this. But now on iOS 17, you can now take a picture of the clothing bag and your iPhone will tell you exactly what each one of those laundry symbols means. Because <laughs> so, you... There are the symbols on there. You'd have no idea what they mean. So now you could take your iPhone and take a picture of that, and uh, it will uh, it will actually uh, show you. And it. it actually shows in, uh, that picture in in the article here. Do not dry clean. You know, iron maximum one hundred and ten Celsius. Uh, you know, wash it mild process maximum this forty Celsius. Do not bleach. So there's so there, it 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 brings those icons to life and really tells you what they mean. I think. Have you, have you guys tried this? I haven't tried it yet, but I know this is kind of cool. I was not even aware that it I was know. there. Everybody, yeah. that's what that's what the story. But for. now I really like it. Yeah, me, me yeah. too. I just saw this today, and it's like, okay, I got to go and dig some clothes out of the yeah, uh, out of the closet it. and see what you know what the what the instructions are. Yeah, um, this is super cool. Um, yeah, it's the, certainly better than my method of just throwing everything in all at once and hitting cold. <laughs> yeah, that's my method as well. That's my, is that my why method. Everything is black guy. Is... Uh, the uh, other one is the voice message transcription in iMessage, um, which is really useful. Is uh, the fact you know, you you now can uh, now you basically can now do uh, a transcription that will populate right in the voice message below in an iMessage. So, uh, so now if you're in a situation where you physically can listen to the message and then and then you can read it instead, you in this in this use case they show it it, it does a transcribing of it, and this is uh, this is kind of cool and it does it's it's pretty accurate. Um, so um, I I do like this. Um, the other one was, uh, I, I did talk about this. I'm, I'm super stoked about this one is being able to ping your Apple watch. So if you, if you take, took your Apple watch off and it's buried in your blanket somewhere and you don't know what, what you did and where you, where you put it and you just, just like you ping your iPhone with your Apple watch, it reverses the process. You now you can ping your Apple watch to, to, to find it as well. So this was a really great feature that they added. Um, you also can change in the lock screen is the, the, the wallpaper album shuffle. I haven't tried this yet, but they, they give you the ability to uh, shuffle through some different wallpapers based on time intervals. So you can select a category of images and have them on your iPhone and it would shuffle those images on your lock screen. So I should start doing this because I, you get bored after a while seeing the same uh, wallpaper, at least I do, um, when you do this. Have you guys, have you guys tried this yet? You get bored with like the same phone after 10, 11 months. Well, that's true too, but <laughs> that's more so because I want the latest craze. So. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so those are, those are common to some of the features that, I, uh, that, that weren't really uh, talked about. So, so go check out that laundry feed, the laundry tag icon. I got, I'm going to try that out and I want to make sure I. It's, it's weird that that's like the, the most fascinating one. It is. Of everything that you have here in this story. It's like, <laughs> whoa, laundry tags. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're talking. Now we're cooking with gas. But, but you know, guy, I, I mean, I've looked at those laundry tags and it's like, no it's one idea. Of those things like, what the heck do they mean? Or do they mean yeah. anything? Or are they just somebody, a bunch of people's logos? Yeah. And so you just ignore them and keep on going. 
But, you know, to know that there's there are little pieces of information there. Yeah, it'll be interesting just to see what's what's hiding in, in my closet. I, you yeah, know, yeah. I've always kind of felt with that tag that there's somebody in Indonesia that's like, yeah, oh boy, they're going to have no clue what this says right here. Oh, we're really going to screw with them for this one. Yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. God, it's like the show is just filled with middle-aged men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, let's uh, go ahead and move on. Uh this uh, we're going to lead into some, some a little bit of discussion about the scary the scary fast event that happened on Monday with the Max, uh, but the first thing I wanted to note note is there were a lot of big discussions about the fact that 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 event was filmed entirely on an iPhone 15 Pro Max. Um, Apple did post a behind the scenes video. It's like two and a half minutes or so. I'm uh, on the keynote. Um, and it is so cool to see what they did to, to get that film. They show the behind the scenes, <clears throat> show Tim Cook's up, you know, standing in, in the different areas while he's talking. And they had, you know, it was still a, a high end production, you know, with the with the, the the iPhone holder and all the lighting and all that stuff. Yep. But it just really proves that they keep continue to say that the iPhone is the most capable video camera there is. Well, this this kind of just shows it even more. Um, I, I was super. I'm, I'm assuming all you guys have seen this video, and uh, it's uh, it's just super impressive. And I, I, Chuck, what do you think of this? I I think this this camera is just probably the most phenomenal. I, I talked about it last week when I went to the U2 concert uh, at the Sphere in Las Vegas, and all the videos and photos I I was able to capture. I was just I was just absolutely blown away. What do you think, Chuck? I, I you know I think the people that were were talking down this and saying, you know, well, you're not going to be able to do this because you're not going to have lights and brains. And, and it's like, you're absolutely right. You know, but the point is they took whatever they were using before. Let's just pretend it's a, a red camera. They took the red out, yeah. they dropped the iPhone in and they still got these results. Right. Yes. Using all the professional equipment with the professional know-how, no question about it. Yep. But if, if they had dropped in, you know, a, a, a camera from seven, eight, nine years ago, well, or galaxy S 20. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't going to call any names guy, but no, you know, yeah, it, 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 it would have been readily evident, but here nobody thought anything about it. If you, and if, and once you know it and go back and look at it, you're not going to find any glitches or any issues that are going to you're going to say, yeah, well, that was obviously a compromise. Yes, of course, they had professionals, they had professional gear, and all of that, but that's not the point of the story. No, agreed. Yeah, we yeah. I mean, that. the point of the story is more uh, across the line of what I saw. I Justine do. Uh, she took a gimbal for the iPhone. Uh, she stuck a USB thumb drive in it, and then she went and used it for what she would use a $1,000, $1,500 camera for. Yep. It's going to, this is for independent filmmakers yeah. and bloggers, this is a game changer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So. Check out the video. I think it. I, I think it's well worth your two and a half minutes of time, and just to kind of see the behind the scenes of what they did, and it'll inspire even more to want to have. I mean, even even the iPhone fourteen. You know, Ben, you have the iPhone twelve. These those those yeah. those 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 phones still are fully capable uh, um, video cameras, and and can give you some amazing results. But 
I've had all the models as as guy joked, and you know I get bored with that after after twelve months. Uh, uh, the fact that uh, 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 the the fact that uh, I was able to get just amazing results of what I took, and and, and believe me, you're going to be able to get some great results with this. Agreed. All right. So uh, finally, let's let's kind of talk a little bit about uh, the event, the scary fast event. Um, and the biggest thing was what they really announced was uh, the fact that they have now M3 processors. They started with that, uh, and uh, and I I was I was kind of excited. I think all of us were uh, the the fact that they they did come up with three different uh, chips: the M3, the M3 Pro, and the M3 Max. And um, and really, w- where they went with that was uh, the fact that it was uh, uh, across the line of all the Macs. Um, uh, ben, what, what was your initial thoughts on the on the processor when you first heard what that they announced this? Um, I was very impressed. I mean, when it comes to the actual processor itself, it is going to be a iterative change from the uh, M2 uh, Pro and Max, uh, but with things like the hardware accelerated mesh shaders and uh, ray tracing mm-hmm. uh th- these are going to be much better for 3d uh three rendering and if you're one of those people who needs to upgrade either your old intel mac which you yeah. probably should have already at this point yes yeah. yeah or uh you have an m1 pro or max that you're looking to update this will be a godsend. Also, the four, the four, the base fourteen inch, replacing uh, the last of the touch bars. Right. That could be a very good machine. Yeah, it could be, and I think it's going to appeal to uh, uh, many students, as we just talked about earlier. But the, you know, like Chuck, you said earlier during for, uh, during the earnings call that. Uh, they're seeing more and more of, uh, of of students wanting to adopt Max, and I think that that model is probably going to be a big seller just for that reason alone. Um, it's slightly ex- more expensive, but you know, I mean, think it's a model that people will be very happy with. Um, but yeah, you know, going across, yeah, go ahead. Well, and uh, think the screen of, will be worth it. Yeah, yeah, but and think of the power. I mean, you know, unfortunately, what kids are doing today is not what well what any of us were doing when we were those that age you know they're they're more sophisticated they're they're shooting videos and they're doing you know making movies on their own and so now you've got an M, M3 Mac laptop right that is super affordable and they can i mean okay they're not going to be able to edit necessarily a feature film on it but you know, to, for for a budding young filmmaker that wants to play with this stuff, my God, you know, and iMovie's built in again, not necessarily a power tool, but it's it's a it's a gateway drug to a whole whole world of things. So I I, I just I I admit I was a little bit skeptical when I first heard about it, but the more I've thought about it, the more it just makes a huge amount of sense to put something that powerful yeah. in 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 sort of an entry level laptop. And then there are multiple levels to go up beyond that. Right. Um, going across the processor line, um, it was interesting to see 
uh, what 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 you where where it went? You went to you know from the different cores uh, from the M3 all the way to the M3 Max. Uh, the GPU is just insane. So you go to the M3 Max; it's a forty core GPU, which is just off the charts, really. A lot. And, and then uh, and then the memory. Um, you know, memory hadn't been such a prominent thing in these M M uh, series chips um, because you got the M3 at twenty four gigabytes at the maximum and thirty six gigabytes, which is kind of strange. They go from eighteen to thirty six. The numbers change on that, but that just tells you where the chip is as far as uh, clock speeds on on memory. Um, then, then the M3 Max for those those of you who need serious power, you got 128 gigabytes of unified RAM me- memory in, in, yeah. on that chip. Um, that's a serious machine, <laughs> and that's a serious price too. Yeah. Um, yeah, early benchmarking has shown it's right uh, approaching the uh, M2 Ultra yeah. in a laptop. So people just bought the M2 Ultra, which is their top end that was their top end chip in the uh, the Mac Studio. Um whereas uh yeah, that's it's it's pretty impressive. Um so again, like I guess I find RAM is not as critical, at least in my in my workflow. Uh, Chuck, what do you think you you have a little higher a little higher RAM on your machines? Is it something that's important to you? Um David, it's a good question because when I bought this machine, it was it was my first M1. And you know the 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 wisdom that Apple was advancing was you really don't need all that RAM. Right. But on the other hand, it's not something you can add after the fact. Do I really think that I'm going to need 128 gigs of RAM? Uh, no, probably not. Um, but given Apple's the way they use memory and manage memory, I I I think 64 or maybe just you know the next step up might be all I'll need. I think there's an intermediate step. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. But if if I can't say that I ru- I've run into any situations where my machine says, hey, I'm out of RAM and I have to quit something. Yeah. So and and I'm notorious for having a whole lot of apps open all the time. <laughs> I think a lot of us are. Uh, what about yeah, you what do you I had to manage memory all the time. Okay. Go ahead. All the time on the Intel Max. Yeah, well, I don't have to do that on Apple Silicon, and, and I don't miss the fan either. <laughs> no, uh, no. guy, what, guy, you 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 agree with this? The, the memory is not a critical thing for most people's workflow. Uh, other than don't get the base machine because eight yeah. gigs isn't going to cut it for a machine if you want to hang on to it for two, three, four years down the line. Uh, always at least go up one more tier of uh of ram with whatever that level is uh but as far as the the presentation goes i still think they spent way too much time talking about the m3 that they could have wrapped that up relatively quickly and that it just felt like a lot of padding and you know the fact that the the entire presentation was 31 minutes um showed that <clears throat> all they all they really wanted to do was announce the M3 and the new laptops. Uh, I myself was very disappointed because I wanted yeah. either a mini or a studio and I got neither. So yeah. guy is not a happy bunny. Well, okay. Well, uh, understandable. So uh, real quick, I want to talk about the MacBook Pros. Uh, the biggest thing that could still kind of stood out to me is the ba- an amazing battery life. They said t- they're 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 claiming twenty two yeah. hours of battery life on a MacBook Pro. I mean that's just 
unheard of. I mean, I've got the MacBook Air M2, yeah. and I mean, I get amazing, insane battery life for that one. Um, but uh, I think I maybe get 10 hours or 10 or 12, I think it was, on the M2. Uh, but they've more than added 10 more hours of battery life on these Macs. So that that could be intriguing enough as it is of, of you know if you're if you're in the market for a Mac to have to have to be able to to go for almost you know close to a whole day unless you're gonna uh, on battery life is just pretty literally impressive. a whole day yeah mm-hmm. <clears throat> with two hours to spare so um so that that's impressive um the uh, uh speaker system was improved the 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 retina display is now an XDR um I know the the M3 does still does not support more multiple monitors, and that's kind of a bummer because some people like to, at the very least, like to have two monitors connected uh, to their Macs when they're sitting at a desk. But uh, I believe the the Max is the one that will support up to four displays, which you know that's pretty impressive in itself. Well, um, including including it's built in and it's built in, right? So, but yeah, to have three displays, I mean, that's pretty excessive and you're going to have to be yeah. a serious pretty serious designer and you need to have all that screen real estate to, to have to do that but that was always the, the big gripe about the macbook pros when, when it first came out uh, with the m1 and the m2 that you were limited on you know multiple screen support so um but uh yeah i think the line looks pretty good pretty good for the most part on on the macbook and then then finally let's talk a little bit about the I, imac um I think a lot of us were probably a little disappointed that it just went to an M3. Um, and, uh, and it's really, as we, as we always knew, the iMac was really a consumer based, uh, Mac. It wasn't really something that's going to be in the pros, but you are going to, you are, do you still do see some small businesses that use it and, and, uh, like it for like reception areas and things like that. But, uh, but it is, it was two times faster than the M1. It was, I mean, it was way overdue. It was over 900 days. Um, the last time that it was updated. So, um, it's uh it definitely is impressive and you know of course they got the baseline model which does not come with a touch id keyboard so they want to get you in the entry level there's a good reason with not getting all the ram is because uh uh you you uh you're you're skimping on the keyboard and mouse too so yeah uh so but i mean overall my my impression was uh it was it was uh it was it was not not a bad release but again it's not probably something i would buy um, what's your yeah. thoughts on the, on the iMac uh, guy? Um, I was not surprised that they, they didn't really do much other than a, a processor bump. It is what, you know, the iMac is what it is. And the, the days of people expecting 27 inch and 32 inch screens and, and an M2 uh, plus or an M2 ultra or an M2, you know, Oh my God, this thing is so fast. Those days are gone as far as the iMac goes. It is a consumer machine and they're not going to spend a lot of time trying to convince professionals and semi-professionals to buy an iMac instead of a mini studio or high-end MacBook Pro. Yeah. How about you, Chuck, with iMac? What was your thoughts on it? Um, Dave, I... My 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 thinking has changed a bit since since to, uh, what Tuesday night Monday Tuesday night, we night. Um, no since well since Monday night because my initial reaction was oh, oh, you know okay poor, poor you know poor poor iMac but let's step back a second and remember that the M1 was a beast when it first arrived yeah. and now 
and and still kind of is and, and yeah. yeah and now we have an m3 in in an imac and i just punched it up to be sure i had this right you can put 24 gigs of memory in that imac right okay and mm-hmm. we're we're doing a lot of poo-pooing about oh i can only connect one extra monitor oh yeah. too bad yeah. yeah okay so connect a monster monitor to it and right. you've got a heck of a nice machine with a heck of a nice second display you know, so it's not, it's, I mean, you could say the same about a 14 inch MacBook Pro and you're only going to have a 14 inch screen. Here you're going to have a 21 inch screen and then whatever it is you, you plug into or a 24 it. inch. 24. Or, I'm sorry, 24, excuse me. And so, even that's a, even that's a great screen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I was at Best Buy um, actually yesterday and stopped by the IMAX and it's like, you know, that's a really good looking screen. It's, you know, I, I'm, I'm used to now a 27 inch, but, it, it's it's fine. So I feel like we're all giving short shrift to the iMac. Um, and, you know, it's, it comes in these fun little colors and that's that's nice. But it's a still it's a heck of a nice machine yeah. to do anything that you're going to want to do. Because and I also was punching up some stats here. Um, I found an article that said that the M3, the, the baseline M3 is twice as fast as the baseline M1. Right. OK, so think about that. The the M1 was a beast. Now you've got twice that power yep. in this pretty little compact machine that will support an extra monster monitor if you want it. Right. I I think it could be a machine for a lot of people and a lot of yeah. businesses and that, yeah. that aren't looking for that super, super horsepower that don't need it. And they and they reacted too with the Wi-Fi six E. They've updated it to the most current technologies, mm-hmm. the Bluetooth five point three. Um, you can get up to two point two terabytes of hard, of storage. It'll cost you a pretty penny. Uh, but uh, uh, and also you talked about the display. It's a four point five K Retina display because you know everybody's yeah. complaining, like you said, about the size of the screen. Well, having that four point five K. Oh, it's not five K, but it's four point five K Retina. Yeah, as you saw, as you saw it in the store, I mean, I, I mean, that's, that was great. Best Buy already had it on display. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful screen. Yeah, it's an awesome screen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is a very worthy, worthy machine for for many people. And would anyone if, here buy one? I wouldn't, because I've always been on a MacBook Pro. I I've, I wouldn't guide necessarily, but I'm not. I know that I'm not the you're not the, the target the, audience. The, the tar- I'm not even close to the target audience for this machine. But I tell you, I could I could see buying one for some other family members, yeah. and it would be more of a machine than they are ever going to use. Yeah, that's fair. So, and and what, I, one other thing before before somebody Ben, let me jump in and then I'll let you go. But somebody's going to say, yeah, but it doesn't have enough ports. I can't plug this in. I can't plug that. Yeah. All right. Up. We talked about, we talked about OWC. Yeah. Go, go get that. 129 bucks. Yep. And I love that hub. Plug, I've got two of them. I, that hub is perfect yep. for that. You can plug in all kind of stuff. So, you know, if you really are that guy or girl or lady or woman, whatever the right thing is to say. Or Ben. Or <laughs> then you know it, it's it, yeah it's one more little peripheral you have to buy and you're set. So I just the more I the more I think about it and talk about it, this is a machine that does not represent very many compromises. Yeah. Well, Ben, you give the last word. Um, I can understand exactly who this is for. Uh, I do remember being a teenager. <laughs> I remember the original uh fruit colored imax wait 
So <laughs> just forget what it was during the Intel era. This is going back to the very beginning of the iMac. This is your family computer. This is your business point of sale computer. If you want anything, if you want more portability, you get a MacBook. If you want something more powerful, you get a uh, mini studio or pro. Um, what this this is very good and very competitively priced yeah. for what it is. Uh, this is also going to be very good in education yes. mindset. I think you might see more education uh, customers buy more of these you know, just because of the price point alone. All right. That was a great discussion. Uh, great great uh, show this week. And uh, I appreciate all of you being here. And let's uh, go ahead and wrap up for this week. That's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, which is feedback at intouchthios.com. You can follow us on Mastodon, which is at intouchthios at techhangout.social. Support the show by buying me a coffee at intouchthios.com slash coffee. We would really appreciate it. You can become the patr- a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash intouchthios. We have two tiers available to support the show. We would really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe so you're notified when we are live streaming, which is on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash intouchbios, where you can watch the current live stream as well as past live streams and well as the, you can listen to past shows. Uh, visit In Touch With iOS Magazine on Flipboard, where many of the topics we discuss are flipped into that magazine. The link is in our show notes. You can subscribe to the show by going to our to your favorite podcatcher, including Pocket Cast, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, and many others. But better yet, go to our website at intouchwithios.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsburg, and you can find me on Mastodon at DaveD65 at Mastodon.cloud. Chuck Joyner, thank you so much for being here. Where can people find you? MacVoices.com. That's where you'll uh, you'll find uh, us talking about uh, the the Scary Fast event all this week. Um, next week, Larry O'Connor will be here from OWC, and you never know who might pop in in between or after that. So definitely stop by um, Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. We do Mac Voices Live on YouTube at YouTube.com/slash/MacVoicesTV, and on pretty much all the socials, you can find me as at Chuck Joyner. Dave, thanks for having me. It's always a blast. Even if Guy is here. (laughs) (laughs) I get blamed for everything I do. That's a good lead into Guy. Carol, thank you so much. I'm so glad you were able to make it on the show tonight. uh, I'm I'm so glad I could make it too. And damn damn you, Joyner. Damn you. (laughs) Um, You can find me over there on the the X's is Mac Parrot and Bird Shark. I'm also Mac Parrot over on Counter Social and Mastodon.social. You can find our show that I do with Gazmaz almost every week for now over 700 shows, I believe. We're, We're coming up on our... I don't even know at this point. We started a long time ago, and, and my memory doesn't go back that far. But but Ben was still in high school. He was still in high school when we started doing the MyMac.com podcast. Uh, what else? If you want to, if you want to contact us and leave a message about the show, we have a Google Voice number seven zero three eight two eight four six seven seven. Thank you. Thank you, Guy. And uh, last but certainly not least, Ben Rathick, it's always a pleasure having you on the show. Where can people find you? Well, Dave, you can find me at Ben Rathick on the socials. 
Wraithig.tech for my writings. On Tuesday, you can find me on Mac Voices with that Chuck Joyner guy. On Thursdays, you can find me on The Big Show, normally with Jeff Gamut. And Fridays, you can find me on The Mac Show on the British Tech Network. And of course, you can find me here on In Touch with iOS every Thursday night. Thanks so much. And yes, we miss you, Jeff. Friday. We miss you, Jeff. We'll, we get, we'll get to have you back next well, week. Well, you guys did. We did. And uh, <laughs> and thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed the show. And until next time, thanks for listening.